Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Hujik and with me today is Brandon Williams. I'm just going to throw it out there, if anyone's ever wondered why he uh, starts the intro really, really, really quick, it's because he's trying to get in a word before any of us talk. And Taylor Seven. I can't stop laughing! <laughs> yes, this is, this is how the show is starting to say. <laughs> Oh boy. But on this week's episode, we'll be talking about uh, potential Halloween content, the Tespa Overwatch tournament, uh, competitive meanderings. Uh, or in like, you know, the top news stories in general. And we'll also be covering Reinhardt in Our today's episode. So, discussion first things first is, uh, have your guys' games been going? Wait, we, we're supposed to play Overwatch? <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to. It's not legally binding. Like, I, I yes. thought we were supposed to just observe it from, like, the outside. <laughs> to, like, get an outsider's perspective of Overwatch. Why do I have a feeling that everyone but me did that this week? I have stuff to do. I feel watch. like your feeling is correct. <laughs> I have to watch, like, Bulletproof Love, man. <laughs> Respect. Well, my games have been going all right. I actually played uh, a fair bit more competitive, um, and we did we did all right. I, I've been really enjoying uh, my time in Overwatch recently. I've I've been feeling less salty when I lose. Uh, it's been good. I, I've been trying to approach it from a better attitude. Well, also, the trick is just to not lose. Well, th that is a, a good um, strategy if you can manage it. Uh, my current favorite is there's an adorable GIF. And I will try and share it in our show notes if I can. Um, that every time I have a bad game, I just watch that GIF and I feel better. <laughs> and I go into the next game feeling refreshed and calm. Um, but yeah, uh, getting into the, our news for this week, uh, probably one of the cooler things that I found out about was the TESPA tournament for Overwatch. Uh, now, are you guys familiar with TESPA? Tesla? Uh, so Tespa is <laughs> Tespa is basically a collegiate esports group. Um, they run tournaments and organize tournaments uh, for colleges and universities and, and other such educational facilities uh, to play video games against each other um, and kind of promote the esports scene. Um, and they are not unknown to provide uh, scholarship prizes for these tournaments. And they've announced, well, they have been having an ongoing weekly kind of uh, series of, of Overwatch games, uh, but now they've, they've organized a tournament with actual prizes. And, yeah, there uh, is a $100,000 prize pool for the, uh, yeah. the team that wins. And that's $100,000 scholarship. Yes, yeah, they only do scholarship prizing, which obviously it's a collegiate kind of... Uh, uh, organization so they're just going to do it in scholarships but that's still awesome for for people who are who are attending and um yeah they, they've kind of announced the price pool um it's basically uh in first place you'll get six thousand dollars in scholarship per player it's not per team it's per player and there's also 
uh, as you get down in the placements, uh, smaller amounts up to the fifth and eighth place, which get a thousand dollars in scholarship per player, which is pretty pretty cool. If I can get that kind of money when I was in school uh, playing a video game, obviously it takes a lot of time, but like you know, people get these kinds of things a lot more. In fact, for playing uh, traditional sports, so it's cool to see this um, for esports kind of developing, and Tespa's kind of been at the forefront of that. Um, that's really, really exciting. The actual league is going to be seven weeks long. Uh, it started actually... Um, tomorrow. Well, it starts... The first game is tomorrow. Yes. Um, it, registration it closed the first. Yeah, it, it technically started this month in October. So, yeah, it, it's it's just starting. Regis registration is closed, as Brian, as Brian said. Um, and it's going to be going on until, um, I believe, about... Uh, let me check the schedule... Until about the end January of October. January first. Oh, January first. Yeah, because there's going to be the the kind of open um, group brackets, and then there's going to be the playoffs, which will start November thirteenth, and then there's going to be semifinals. So the the open kind of group bracket is just going to be any team who has qualified is going to play against each other uh, one round every week for the next five weeks. Uh, anyone who in, any in their teams, respective region, their respective. Region. Yes, there's going to be uh, four regions, south, west, east, and north. Um, Canada is represented in three of those, which is exciting. Um, so yeah, at the, at the end of these five weeks, any team who has a positive win record um, is going to move on to the playoff stages. Playoff stages are going to happen um, up until the uh, finals, which will take some place in i believe they said january uh, so any teams who win in the uh, in the playoffs um will represent their region and then the finals will be each of the regions that's competing which is super cool uh, now i believe the games will start to be shown on their twitch channel starting with the um with the playoffs if i remember correctly so I, uh, I would love to see this. I remember Heroes of the Storm doing their Heroes of the Dorm uh, tournament. They've, they've done it twice. Yeah, uh, twice they've done now. twice now. And those are super exciting. The, the, sec the first one, it was the first real big Heroes event. And it was a little janky, not going to lie. There was a lot of production issues. Uh, but the, the games were pretty good. And the second one just got better. The production quality was amazing. Uh, the storylines were really, really good. Um, the teams uh they had writers <laughs> just like the teams competing like if you watched it and the rivalries between the teams and kind of the stories of these kids like just like you know some of them had had some pretty cool stories there was um some bigger stars like um michael udall who kind of became fairly well known because thanks to these tournaments um it was just like he was uh, he was he's very photogenic and his family was just like yeah like we support him and we just like we want him to do good it was it was very very um heartfelt and, and nice to see that parents can get behind their kid basically playing esports or playing uh, video games uh for a living at least for the time being uh so it, it was cool to see and I'm, I'm i'm glad to see something like this happening for for overwatch granted this isn't blizzard sponsored uh, they have ties to Blizzard. Uh, Tespa is very well known to Blizzard. Um, but this is all just all their own doing. Hopefully Blizzard will kind of help them out and pick this up and kind of promote it. 
uh, and add to these prize pools. Um, but uh, it's exciting to see. Um, I, I will uh, definitely check this out. I have the schedule here and I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, have you guys watched any other collegiate kind of sports, traditional or otherwise? Uh, yeah, actually, I watched the uh, Here's the Storm one, both of them. Uh, well, not so much the second one, but I watched a lot of the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably, I think I just watched the final. Last one. Yeah, that one was pr- pretty well known because it was one of the first, not the first, but one of the first um, uh, esports finals that was broadcast on TV. Um, I also had a good name. Heroes of the Dorm. Heroes yeah. of the Dorm, yeah, I love it. It was good. You gotta have a good name. <laughs> and actually, it was nice for uh, us Canadians to, because we got to watch the finals on uh, via the internet. I know in the States you had to watch it on cable um, unless you did it through more illicit means or through some subscription programs. But we got to watch it on Twitch, which was super fun. Uh, I really, really liked that. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to see this because they're it's not the same quality of game, but they're they're pretty up there. Like a lot of the top players um, in these uh, in esports are college age if they're not in college themselves. Um, so the skill level isn't quite far off. Obviously, some of the team like you have a wide berth of teams um, playing. So so not every team is is top notch, but. The finals are usually really, really good, so I'm going to watch it. It's going to be great. Uh, beyond that, I think our bigger piece of news is um, that... Wait, hmm? well, would the um, Spectrator support that's been data mined be... Um, uh, would that be released by the time this the finals happen, do you think? Um, by the time the finals happen, probably. I would say that's a really good, uh, really good chance of that. Sorry, so yeah, it'll be around January, so... The Spectrator's already see... live on the PTR. Um, and I've actually, I was actually spectating a game this uh, this weekend, for whatever reason, um, and I was checking out their tools, and they're actually, I mean, I could, there's definitely, they're lacking in, in many respects, but they've gotten a lot better from when I had tried to do it beforehand. Uh, you can do a little bit more than just um, view uh, <laughs> the player's uh, first person and third person cameras. Now there's actually, like, you can move the camera around and, and set uh, specific static camera locations. Uh, it's much, much better. Um, I'm assuming they're going to keep improving on it, but you could run a tournament, as has been shown, with what the what tools they have in the game. But if they could keep improving it, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. I don't, I don't think it would make a good spectator sport without those tools. I no, I, I mean... It up until now, it's it has kind of been struggling, eh? Like Overwatch, when you're watching it as a spectator, just like go to any live stream, uh, uh, Overwatch streamer, and it's to someone who knows what's going on, it's a little hard to follow already. Like there's just a, it's very colorful and bright and very fast paced. Everything's uh, neon someone, green. And yeah, every bright bright colors, uh, and to someone who has never watched an Overwatch game or someone who has never watched an esports um, game, it can be a little much. Um, games like Counter-Strike have definitely figured out what they're doing, and Overwatch is playing catch-up. Um, but they have made great gains uh, in, in trying to get their tools up to par. And it looks like they're, they're right on the cusp of, of, of being baseline good, 
and then hopefully they can improve them beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I want to have a quick discussion with you guys on... Because in my opinion, I think the team behind Overwatch, as much as they had aspirations for Overwatch to be a very competitive, watchable game, I don't think it was at the forefront at all. I think they wanted to make a very fun game, which is something they succeeded in immensely. But uh, things like competitive mode and spectator and all that stuff was definitely not something that they really had expected to do at launch. They tried to, um, but now that the game is kind of out, it's it's very apparent that they're like, okay, we made the game fun and, and, and fairly balanced, and we're happy with that. We're still doing we're still doing work on that, but now we have the time and the resources to throw out these extra things, which to them was um, first competitive mode, which now they've solidified, and now spectator mode. And I think um, Blizzard as a company, not 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 the development team, but the company, really wants to make a push to make Overwatch a big esport. Uh, for whatever reason, Blizzard is, is very... Blizzard is all about making their games uh, esports. Uh, they, they, were, they were the top dog for the longest time with StarCraft and StarCraft II. Um, they're making a big push with, with heroes. Um, whether it's, it's going as well as they want to, they're still putting a lot of resources into it. And um, Hearthstone became an unexpected esports um, star, starlet for them uh, and they kind of want Overwatch to follow suit and I think in the new year we're going to see a lot of competitive uh, esports content from Overwatch uh, they're going to make a huge huge push in my opinion what do you guys think absolutely I completely agree it's it's going to get nothing but more popular from here on yeah like I mean We'll talk about it later with our with our heroes uh, with our uh, competitive discussion, but it's it's going to be I think pretty pretty cool. Um, uh, you said a lot of things, so I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. What I agree to? Do I agree that Blizzard's <laughs> a company? Yeah, I agree to that. Blizzard is a company. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Let let me be a little, a little bit more clear. And actually, screw. We're gonna forego our our format because I I led into it accidentally. Um, but, yeah, basically what I'm asking is, do you think that the Overwatch development team had competitive esports in mind as one of their primary goals with the launch of Overwatch? Or do no. you think it, it's something that they're kind of moving into? And then, secondly to that, to that do you think that uh, Overwatch is going to make, or Blizzard is going to make a big push in the new year uh, with Overwatch to become a very big, stable eSport. I do think they're going to make a big push for it. And when in development, I don't believe they had it as their forefront primary goal. Um, that's definitely something they wanted. I, I'd say it was definitely important. To them. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. important, but I wouldn't say that was their main goal. You have to have um, if it was, it would be a lot more developed. Like, you have to get the gameplay, you have to get the interest... Those are like key things. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting comparing it to a game like Heroes, where Heroes started as this like it was just going to be an add-on for StarCraft. It was just supposed to be this fun thing. Like, hey, Dota started with us at Blizzard. We didn't, they didn't make it, but like it started out with our game. 
it moved on and became League of Legends and Dota 2. We're going to try and, and bring it back to, to our thing. And then they realized, like, oh my god, like, League of Legends is huge, Dota 2 is huge. We should be at the forefront of this. Again, because it kind of started with us, we, could, we can definitely make an awesome Dota-style game. And so the game separated from, from StarCraft, became its own entity as Heroes of the Storm. Um, and they, from that moment on, as soon as it kind of detached itself, I think one of their primary goals was to make this like a super competitive esports-ready game. Obviously fun and all that. But they really wanted to make this like, yeah, this is going to be really big. This is going to be the next League of Legends. Um, and it didn't, the game launched and didn't really pan out that way. I still love Heroes, and I think it's a very fun game to watch. It's actually one of my primary esports watching games. But it's now nowhere near the size of, of either of the two big um, Dota style games. I, I um, don't think that was Blizzard's big push with Heroes. I don't no. think they were like, we're going to make a competitive esports game. I, I think the main push was that, was they wanted to make a MOBA game, but make it a Blizzard, very uniquely Blizzard game, and make their u own unique twist. They're like, look at League of Legends Dota 2, and it's like, that that's fine, that's nice, but look at what we're doing. We're doing something different. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Like, I think that was definitely one of their major, like, like hey, look, we're, we're, we're different. We're, we're much... Uh, I don't want to say... Well, yeah, they're, they're, it's easier to get into and it has that Blizzard polish. Like, we're... It's Blizzard, and this is our version of, of this game you love, so come over and play it, right? Um, but the, just the fact that, like, so many of their decisions that they've made, um, the, it's very apparent to me that they really wanted to make this, like, this is going to be, like, the next StarCraft slash League of Legends or, like, something close to that, and it really hasn't been. Um... I mean, like, they launched the game with the Heroes of the Dorm Tournament, right? Like, they wanted this to be like, look, we can be competitive. Like, come watch our game. It's going to be huge. And, like, all these companies ran into it because they also thought it was going to be big. Like, Cloud9 and Tempo Storm. And now those teams are gone because it's not quite as popular as I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think with the Overwatch team, um, they kind of, whatever... the the bigger company as a whole was maybe was trying to push them on, saying like, "Hey, like we want this to be a big uh, esports game." They were more focused on developing it, making it fun, and then once it was out, being like, "Okay, now let's start making this watchable." <laughs> and I think, again, like I said, come the new year, with all the tools in place, with the whole organization, Blizzard. Um, behind it ready to make a push uh they're gonna make that push and i i think it has a much better chance of being the next big thing if they can get those spectator tools in place which they are starting to the game is much more watchable now than it was before and i think it's only going to get better and i'm excited to see uh, overwatch kind of become potentially the new league of legends i think it has that chance i don't know if it's going to get quite as big I think what's going to happen more likely is that uh, League of Legends is going to get smaller um, and Overwatch is going to get a, a roughly the same size. I don't think... I don't know if we're going to see another game get quite as singularly big as League of Legends. The numbers might get bigger, but I think they're going to be more spread out over the multiple games. 
that was a little ranty, but uh, do you guys have any other opinions on that? Uh, not really. <laughs> um, so, getting back to our news, pulling back, um, it looks like just as, the, as we started recording about, about two hours or, or so ago, uh, Halloween content was data mined from, um, from Overwatch. It looks like there is going to be some sort of brawl, uh, some extra voice lines for the characters, um, and it definitely heavily hints at new skins. I would be very surprised if there wasn't new skins for Halloween. I am wondering if they're going to do some sort of event like they did with the summer, uh, summer games, and I want to get your guys' take on what you think we'll see. I think it will just be just like summer games and how it was done. It's yeah. just Halloween this time. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Yeah, I, I guess I kind of agree. I don't know what kind of game mode they're going to do. Obviously not soccer, like <laughs> summer games. But uh, I think there'll be something cool. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to see some of the Halloween costumes. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I have my doubts as to whether they're going to do something quite as big as the summer games. I mean... It does seem likely just because they turn the Olympics, which I get, I mean, well, I mean, the Olympics are kind of a, a, a once in every two year kind of event. Summer, summer Olympics are every four years, actually. Um, so um, that seems a little bit more important and, and, and tentpole than uh, Halloween, which comes every year. Uh, but then again, they have said that they're going to do the Summer Games event yearly or have said something to the effect of that um and halloween has kind of in the last couple of years become this really big uh holiday for for lots of people like i mean as soon as october hits uh, everyone you know changes their avatars to to halloween stuff everyone's planning that what they're going to do for halloween it's all people seem to be able to talk about in october um, and i know blizzard has a, a very big history of doing halloween style events um I haven't been around for all of them, but uh, they're pretty well known. I mean, none comes lot... off the top of your head, but they're well known. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm stalling. I'm trying. To... They do stuff in uh, in uh, in um, what's that game? The big one. World Diablo. of Warcraft. <laughs> Diablo. They do Diablo is Halloween all the time, but um, they World release Halloween patches for Diablo two every year. <laughs> World of Warcraft uh, has. Um, Hallows, Hallows Eve or whatever they call it, and they Not always do something. Not knowing it's called Hallows End. Tisk uh, And they they all they tried to do something with Heroes of the Storm last year. They didn't quite make it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I I I just I don't know if it's going to be on the same scale as the Summer Games. I really don't. Okay. Know. Well, well what do you mean scale? Like, what was the Summer Games? It was just, more skins and a brawl. This is a yeah. brawl and more skins. But, but yeah, but the summer games had like it had this a very different type of brawl compared to all the other ones. Um, it had uh, it had multiple trailers. It had a bunch of new content. Like there was a lot of skins, a lot of tags, and a lot of all that sort of thing. You mean like the tags and the voiceovers that are probably very easy to do? Yeah, and that we've already data mined new voiceovers as well. Well, we, we've we've just seen stuff like uh, like the intro map startups start up stuff, as far as I can tell. 
uh, it hasn't been new uh, emotes and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so you're saying trick-or-treat is not a new emote? He'll just say that on Hanamura, that character. But just go into the arcade and be like, trick-or-treat. Potentially. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if he meets a certain character or if he sees a certain skin, I don't know. Um, I don't think we, we know for sure because it's, it's still being data mined. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be on the, on the same, on the same scale. I, I think it's, again, it's probably likely, but, uh, we'll see. Um, so what else do you guys want to see? Do you have any interesting, uh, brawls in mind? Do you have any interesting skin concepts in mind? Um, ah, that's a hard one. I haven't given it much thought, but Ghost Tracer. Like, just with a sheet on her. <laughs> That's what I want. That would be funny. Uh, I think uh, Zenyatta, uh, a Zenyatta skin, but instead of balls, she's throwing pumpkins. <laughs> that would be very cute. Um, I can definitely see a good Zenyatta skin somewhere in there where he's some sort of demon instead of being this kind of, like, zen god. Being more demonic in nature, I think, would be a, a good kind of juxtaposition. Um, I mean, there's the very, there's the ones that have already been kind of called out in uh, Mercy and and Torbjorn. There's a picture of them in Winston's in one of the maps. I can't remember which one, but Winston has a picture of 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 uh, the two of them dressed up as I believe a witch and a Viking, if I remember correctly. Uh, so that that would be a nice callback to that picture to, if if those two got uh, skins for that. I think would be very very cute. I think McCree dressed up as Woody from Toy Story. That would be a good one too. <laughs> or something would be similar, Buzz? yeah. Buzz. Um, Does anyone well, shoot mean... wrist lasers? <laughs> Who would be Buzz? I don't know. I can't. I can't think of anyone off the top. Oh, uh, Pharaoh. Mm. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can dig it. Um, but yeah, I I'm excited. I I want to see what what they do for this. I want to I want to see if they've learned anything from the Summer Games event. Uh, if they're gonna make it, maybe they make it even bigger. Hell, who knows? I I want to I want to see it. And also, there's the possibility of Sombra finally being released potentially with um with that event. I'm not gonna hold my breath just because we've been yanked around with Sombra and Blizzard for for too long now. But it could happen. I'm legit feeling I just I don't want Sombra in the game. I don't want to play as a bird. It's stupid. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want Sombra. Never yes, Sombra. We, we have been over this. Um, so yeah, I we still have no idea when this is happening. Um, who knows? Maybe they don't release it until next Halloween, or maybe they'll do it for Christmas. They can do whatever they want, but it looks like it'll it'll be happening sooner rather than later. Maybe it's Sombra messing with us. I think that pretty much covers it up, us up for the news. Um, so we'll get into our character discussion for this week, which is going to be Reinhardt, the premier tank in Overwatch. He just kind of does what tanks do. Uh, he blocks. He puts up a big shield in front of his team and walks forward slowly. <laughs> Um, but that's not all. But that's not all. He also has a story. Uh, Taylor, do you want to take us through Reinhardt's story quickly? 
Okay, so Reinhardt was a man of peace, and he liked to sleep a lot. And then the robots came, and he was like, I gotta stop the robots. And so he got his galleon steed, Rosinante, and he went to try to fight the biggest robots he could find, but little did he know those were actually windmills. And he just destroyed windmills. Wendigo? Windmills. The big buildings with the fans. I know. He destroyed those. And uh, that's why Eichenwald lost power and lost the robots. So Reinhardt was a highly decorated German soldier before the Omnic Crisis and was introduced into the original Overwatch strike team. Uh, he was part of some sort of unit, as, we, as we've seen there are many... Uh, there was at least a group of people in Reinhardt-esque armor during the Black Crisis. <laughs> as we saw during uh, Bastion's um, animated short during the Omnic Crisis. Um, so They're actually not... all just Reinhardt from different periods of time, and he's a time traveler. <laughs> or it's the same Reinhardt appearing multiple times in the same timeline. It's deep. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Reinhardt is part of the original Overwatch team. Uh, he is fairly old. I believe he is one of the oldest members of the cast. Um, and yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. We don't know too, too much. We know that after Overwatch's um, uh, disbandment, he kind of scoured uh, Europe and, and Germany looking for places to basically be a hero. Um, his suit was often in a state of disrepair and they tried to, they kept it going with hard work and shoestrings. Um, but uh, he never kind of gave up that, I've, I'm just going to help people, that's what I do. He also apparently has some sort of well, people, they say he has an active imagination. I think from what we saw in the comic, it borders on some sort of psychosis. Um, he actively sees people he's fighting as uh, demonic creatures and mythical beasts. Um, it's not, I mean, I kind of have two theories on this. Either it's something that he does to psych himself up to get into combat, or it's something that he naturally does and kind of sees the world as when he, like, he gets into that kind of fight-or-flight mode. And even in his non-combat interactions with people, it's very apparent that he's a little different. Um, he he's very he's all about like those classical traditions of chivalry and the code of honor, uh, and knights being protectors, and definitely emulates that. Um, he also stepping away from from the actual canon of the, of the games. He is definitely based off of um, Don Quixote's works of the. Uh, uh, what's that knight's name? Don Quixote. No, but he the errant knight or or, or something. Don Quixote. Yes, but he has a, oh whatever. There's a certain name for the knight. Anyways, but yes, Don Quixote, uh, the knight who fights windmills, as as Taylor so wonderfully alluded to. Um, so yeah, he's he's a very interesting character. He's like character wise, he's actually one of my more favorites uh, in the cast, just because of that that interesting take on how he sees the world like i thought it was it was that little tidbit was so there's so much to unpack there like what does this guy like see every day like is that it is that just how he, he views the world the, the world on a regular basis like it's very it gives it colors 
when I play him in the game. It's not something like, I, I think I mentioned this before, it's not like McCree's short story where like he's just this dude on a train and he shoots some bad guys and like, okay, yeah, I get it. He's a very good marksman. That's cool. Um, thanks to Reinhardt's uh, uh, comic, webcomic, it has permanently colored the way I think and, well, not play, but think and, and, and see the game when I'm playing as him because it's like, is he seeing that tracer as like some weird ghost creature that he has to fight? Like, he might if the uh, tracer has a ghost costume. <laughs> oh, there, there's a, there's a great event. What what, what Reinhardt uh, sees all the characters as um, skins for all that. But yeah, it, it definitely it definitely uh, impacted the way I, I kind of uh, view Reinhardt pretty significantly. Um, and also one other thing that we, we, we saw was that, again, there are multiple people in Reinhardt-esque armor, at least during the Omnic Crisis, and it would be really cool to see some piece of content about that. Maybe they were all as crazy as him. Maybe. maybe Story they all content? Was... About Overwatch? Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I, I would really like to see that. Um, but let's get away from... Reinhardt's story and character, and move into his abilities and how to play him. So, uh, Reinhardt is best known for his giant hammer and his gianter shield. Um, gianter? His gianter, yeah. What? Gianter? Gianter? Is that a word? Gianter? So rocket hammer is his left click and his melee. Uh, Reinhardt doesn't have a traditional gun he just kind of swings his hammer. Uh, it's got a wide swing, um, and if you move the mouse around as you're swinging, it'll actually increase the size of the swing. If your sensitivity is very, very high, um, you can actually do a 360 swing in one go and deal damage, the, whole, the full damage of 75 in a 360 arc around you. Uh, you'll get very disoriented, but if you want to try it, go ahead. Um, it's about one swing per second, so... In melee combat, Reinhardt is super scary. Um, Taylor, did you want to talk about his um, his other mouse-based ability? Uh, it makes a giant wall. Not the icon wall, but more like a key wall. And you stand behind it, and you don't die, but if you stand in front of it, you die, and stop running in front of me, you stupid DPS! God! <laughs> the amount of times I have played Reinhardt, and the soldier, and the pharaoh, and even the Zenyatta move in front of me and then die is so infuriating. <laughs> PSA to anyone who shoots, and you have a Reinhardt on your team, unless you're flanking the enemy... Stay behind the shield. <laughs> like, it's got way more health than you. Uh, 2,000 hit points, uh, to be precise. And for those of you who haven't played Reinhardt before, um, his shield... Do it. Yeah, do it. A, it, He's probably the easiest tank to get into. He's, he's just... Well, everything he does is very simple. Um, but how his shield works is basically... If it's up, it's not regaining um, its hit points. If it's down, it, after a brief... Uh, period, it will start to regen its, its HP at a fairly rapid pace. Um, 
And if you see it cracking or if you hear your Reinhardt, the actual character will start to say, like, my shield is failing or something to that effect. It means that it's about to break and that he is either going to drop it and hide behind cover or charge in himself or fire strike, which is one of his other abilities. Um, and basically it means, like, find your own cover. This one's about to go down. Um, the other ability, as I mentioned, is fire strike. Now, this is a pretty cool ability. Um, it's fairly slow moving. It's very wide. It does 100 points of damage. Uh, and it will go through most barriers. So this means uh, other Reinhardt's, which you'll most often use it for, and Winston's barriers. Diva's defense metrics will zap it out of the air, unfortunately. Um, but the major, the major way you'll often use this is when you're facing other enemy Reinhardt's. Um, try not to use this when you're shielding your team from incoming damage because you will drop your shield to do the fire strike, uh, putting your teammates in danger and yourself. But if you're kind of 1v1ing or, or kind of um, having a, how do you call it, a game of chicken with an enemy Reinhardt, you can start whittling down his health with that... Uh, with the fire strike, uh, and it is his only long-range way to deal damage. So, and it's also on a pretty long cooldown. So, knowing when and how to use your fire strike is going to be help you separate from the poorer Reinhardts. Uh, do one of you guys want to cover the charge ability? Brandon. <laughs> yeah, fine. I guess I can do that. <laughs> God, I hate that charge. That charge is probably one of the most infuriating things he, uh, his skill set has. It's uh, also mostly most because important. it always gets me. I swear to God, that thing is like a homing beacon to any character <laughs> I play. Um, aside from that, his uh, his other skill is a charge. Uh, I don't know the exact name for it. I think it's just called charge. It's just charge, yeah. <laughs> so nothing fancy to that. No. <laughs> but uh, basically, um, he charges forward uh, in an unstoppable motion towards you and your face. And uh, if he hits you, he uh, will keep moving while carrying you, yes, and straight into a wall. Uh, basically, he doesn't stop moving until he hits a strong surface uh, yeah. with you in front of it and him behind it. So essentially, it sandwiches you into the wall. And it, yeah. it hurts like hell. And uh, uh, if done far away, it can pretty much one-hit you. Well, it, it, if you pin the enemy, which is when you... If the enemy sticks to you until you hit that hard surface, or eventually, charge will eventually end if you don't hit anything, and it will send uh, anyone you've pinned flying. But if you manage to contact a solid wall with someone who's pinned, it will do 300 points of damage, which is enough to kill almost every character. Um, and uh, if a tank... That you're facing has taken about 200 hit points of health um, they will die and if they aren't, aren't dead then a swing or two of your hammer will finish them off so it is a very powerful ability um, you will also bump anyone you come into contact with and deal about 50 points of damage um, this ability is one of the major things that separates a good Reinhardt from bad Reinhardt uh, I've seen far too many Reinhardts who either a never use the ability, which is really decreasing his skill, um, or B, using it too often and basically getting away from his team where 
they can get picked off, and then the Reinhardt will very quickly get picked off. Um, when you want to use this ability is basically if your shield is failing, uh, if your team has the advantage, if they've picked off uh, two or even three of the enemy characters, you can charge in there and try and... Your goal with this is to pin one of the enemy uh, characters. Probably the tank, because he's going to be, prove the most disruption to yep. your um, your teammates. But if you can get a DPS or even the healer, like basically if you can get anyone with this and knock them out of the fight instantly with this ability, then it's uh, it's go time. Get in there, start swinging your hammer, dealing damage, and then try and get back into position so you can heal your team and heal up. Um, don't just charge in there. Even if you prove as, as a distraction, if you charge in there and deal a lot of damage but then die within a couple seconds, you may feel like you've done something as a tank, but you really haven't. You've just eliminated yourself from your team, and now they had an easy job of picking you off, and now they can pick off the rest of your team. So try and do this when you have the advantage, when you have a surefire kill with it, because um, it's a long cooldown. You can't use it to escape like D.Va can. Um, do one of you guys want to cover the Earth Shatter ultimate? So Reinhardt's ultimate is the Earth Shatter. Um, I don't really have a problem with this one. I kind of, kind of like it. It's uh, super helpful in big team fights because uh, if Reinhardt can get enough people close, he can use his Earth Shatter, which uh, launches an earthquake across the ground after he slams his. Hammer. You know, his hammer. Mm-hmm, yes. I was trying to... Doesn't he have a name for it? Uh, the the rocket hammer, I believe it is. Rocket hammer, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, once he slams that down, uh, it creates an earth-shattering force that uh, knocks everyone off of their feet. Kind of like my uh, charm. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? You know, sweeps it off their feet. You know, we'll uh, we'll edit that out. Yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> That's staying in. That's going to be on the internet forever. Yeah, so but it yeah. sweeps you off your feet, and um, you're kind of just stuck there doing nothing while Reinhardt smashes his hammer into your face. And uh, while the rest of the team can DPS you. So it's it's really good in team fights. Yeah, this is basically the big opening that, like, the, the kind of Siege Breaker-esque ability. Um, it puts you down for about two and a half seconds. It's very powerful. Uh, the range on it is very, very long. I don't know the exact length of it, but it goes on for a long way. Um, the one thing you have to be keep in mind when using this ability um, is that barriers will block it. Um... So an enemy Reinhardt, again, is usually the case, but a Winston shield will also block it. If he has that shield up, anything behind him won't be affected by the Earth Shatter, including the Reinhardt, the enemy Reinhardt. So it is very important to try and use this when uh, that enemy Reinhardt has tried to fire strike, or his shield has gone down to do damage, or he starts charging you if you're quick on, on the trigger and you can press, uh, press your ultimate button while he's coming at you. This will stop it. Um, also, side note about charge. If an enemy Reinhardt charges you, and again you're quick on the trigger and you charge him back, you will both slam into each other and stun each other. Oh, I've done that. Happens more often that. than you think. Yeah. I feel like many Reinhardts nowadays are, are kind of like, they're very 
hairpin trigger on when they should use the charge, and as soon as they see an opening, they'll charge. And oftentimes, it's at the same. It seems to be at the same moment. So they'll just smack into each other unbeknownst. But I have done it a couple times where I've seen a, a Reinhardt coming at me, and I just press shift. And we both slam into each other, and we've kind of negated. I at least I prevented myself from being smashed into a wall and have 300 damage dealt to me, which is wonderful. Um, but yes, Earth Jetter, very, very powerful. Takes a fair bit to charge up, but um, if you can if you can get the enemy Reinhardt shield down and, uh, and bring the whole team down, it's super useful and feels really good. Uh, do you guys have any specific strategies when using Reinhardt? Uh, no, just just block the DPS like you're supposed to do and uh, get in there when you can and take out uh, the weaklings. <laughs> Yeah, as we've mentioned, I believe it was last episode, uh, Reinhardt pairs very well with Ana. Um, very well. Ana can boost him up with his with her, um, uh, what is it, nano, nano boost ability, her ultimate. Uh, and it, you can use it on anyone, but if you have a Reinhardt on your team, just use it on him. It is very powerful right now. He, he takes less damage and he starts dealing more damage and he moves faster. So basically, every issue that Reinhardt kind of has by himself, he, without his shield, he doesn't have the most health for a tank. Um, he can't hit things that are far away. So with this, it kind of negates those first two. You, you get up in people's faces and start whacking your hammer, doing ridiculous amounts of damage, and they can't take you down very easily. Uh, so I would definitely try to recommend. I would definitely recommend that strategy if you uh, are playing with a group. Other than that, uh, kind of what we mentioned, uh, use those abilities as best you can. Try and cover your team. That is your your major goal in this. Uh, you are their shield. They have so much more effective health if you're if they're behind your shield. Um, obviously, enemies will try and flank you, uh, and you want to put yourself in a position where you can cover as many of your teammates as possible. Um, if they can flank around you, that's that's good. Find their own cover. But uh, if people start running in front of you, it's super frustrating, but you just kind of have to let them go because that, that one Zenyatta who did decide to stay behind you, if you drop your shield or charge in to try and save those other two, he's going to die, you're going to die, everyone's going to die. <laughs> and it's just a bad time. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone will hate you. Mm -hmm. I won't hate you. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, so the... Uh, good counters to Bastion, or not Bastion, to Reinhardt are, um, <laughs> um, some good counters to him are basically flankers, uh, Genji can sweep right past his shield or get around it and start picking off, um, uh, Reinhardt's backline or just start hitting, uh, Reinhardt himself. Um, his dash will go through the shield and, and damage the Reinhardt in the process if you hit him. Uh, D.Va can kind of just keep shooting that barrier. She can put out a lot of DPS over a sustained period of time. She can also bump the Reinhardt out of position. Uh, she can get fly through the shield and, uh, and start shooting him from behind. Uh, and Reinhardt, as soon as he starts, as soon as he turns around, basically, <clears throat> um, he's pretty much dead. Uh, he isn't very effective in a 2v1 situation. People can kind of just flank him, and then he can't, he can't shield both of them. He, Probably can't hit both of them either, so he's, he's kind of screwed. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
Uh, are there any other cantrips that you've noticed when playing uh, Reinhardt? Uh, uh, kill him. Yes, but how? Uh, usually the characters you play have guns, and so they, they can shoot bullets at them. Mm-hmm. Interesting strategy. Yeah, it's very interesting. I like to um, go with hugs. Yeah, have you tried talking to the Reinhardt? Actually, no. I'll try the next game. Just email it at him. See what happens. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you for those of you who have tried that and it has failed spectacularly, Farah, also another good uh, counter to... Not counter, but can be very effective against Reinhardt's. Her shield does splash damage. You can get above the Reinhardt. Uh, if he points up at you, chances are he's not deflecting the bullets from your team. And if he doesn't point up at you, then you can use your height to kind of shoot over his shield and deal damage to him and his backline. You can also use your concussive grenade, again, shooting past the shield to knock him out of position, rendering him, rendering him slightly useless. Um, and yeah, the flankers, Tracer and Reaper, Genji are all very good against him. He is himself extremely powerful against Torbjorns, I wanted to mention. Um, Torbjorns turret... While it does a fair bit of damage, it fires very slowly, so the actual sustained damage that it outputs isn't too high. Um, as long as there isn't too much else shooting at him, Reinhardt can tank a Torbjorn turret for days. Um, that is a very effective strategy in taking them out. Set up a Reinhardt and get someone else behind it to shoot it, or even the, uh, the Reinhardt can fire strike it and deal significant damage to it. Won't kill it, you will need your team, but... Uh, yeah, your shield can tank a lot of that uh, that turret's damage. Won't well, a charge also stun it for a second? As, yes, that is, you're correct. A charge will stun a, um, uh, a Torbjorn turret. Um, I believe it's for about a second and a half or so. Uh, Doesn't it stun a level 2 turret, but destroys a level 1 turret? I don't know that for a fact. I think it just stuns both, but maybe it kills it. Um... Bastion, I believe, will also just be stunned. I don't think a Bastion that's set up will get pinned. Charging a Bastion, that's a bold move. That is a very bold move. You basically have to charge a Bastion as he's reloading or if he doesn't see you. <laughs> Do uh, not... No, you, if, if Bastion's set up, he, he can still get pinned. Oh, yeah? Oh, absolutely. That's okay. happened to me. I just wanted to confirm. But yeah, um, I have, in the early days of Overwatch, when I was just a sweet, innocent child... Um, and Bastion was the reign and terror of all. Uh, I tried charging Bastions multiple times. It worked once, um, mainly because he ran out of ammo after he killed my entire team. Do not charge <laughs> a Bastion who sees you. Uh, his DPS will kill you very quickly. And it will take out your shield fairly quickly too. Um, if it's the only thing that's shooting at your shield, you can tank it for a couple seconds, but he will bring you down in short order. Um, other than that, uh, do you guys have any other specific strategies for, or with or against uh, Reinhardt's? Um, I, I don't really have either, actually. Um, Reinhardt, I just kind of take down without really thinking. To be honest. I, I, I don't really find him a character that's hard to deal for with. me, at least, to deal with, yeah. Um, and strategies with him, I don't use him much. I'm, uh, I'm much more of a, an offensive tank-using person. Not that Reinhardt's not offensive, but uh, he does I, stay just back like, I just like guns. 
<laughs> does offend me a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, like I said at the, at the top of this segment, Reinhardt is kind of that... He's probably the most ubiquitous tank character in the game. He just does seemingly everything so well. He's like His big downside, like I said, is the, his lack of range. Um, but he has a huge amount of effective health with his shield. Uh, it's very apparent to your team to hide behind your shield. Obviously, some people don't do it, but most people do. It's just like, hey, hide behind me. Like, I'm just going to stand on this truck. It's going to push us forward. Everyone just go, go, go behind me up until we engage the enemy, and then whatever happens, happens. Um, and his abilities are fairly straightforward. I, char I charge forward. I, I, I shoot my, my fire strike forward. Like, he's just very basic, but that doesn't mean he's bad. It's actually uh, very much to his benefit. Uh, so if you want to start tanking, which I very much urge you to do, uh, there's no better place to start than with, with Reinhardt, unless one of the other characters catches your eye. Start with Reinhardt, and you'll get the basics pretty quickly. Um, actually, one of our friends um, who got into Overwatch a little later than us... Um, like when he fell for 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 Reinhardt, he he just for whatever reason that just that big hammer just seduced him, and he loves a big hammer. <laughs> and he it was kind of fun watching him going from someone who would just charge in recklessly and like swing his hammer and and die fairly quickly, um, to someone who understood when to charge, uh, who understood uh, to, to kind of see the mind games between. Uh, uh, two two different two opposing Reinhardts. It's kind of it's kind of fun to see or or to participate in, and just to see him kind of take down his opponents, like just like bait them into doing something that they didn't want to, and then capitalizing on their mistakes. It's it's kind of fun to see, and it's I think it's something you can learn fairly easily with with Reinhardt, that kind of one v one strategy. But uh, yeah. That pretty much wraps us up on on our opinions on Reinhardt and also on our show. So, if you like what you heard today here, if you like what you heard here today, boy, words are difficult, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play. Basically, if we're not on a podcasting service, tell me and I will try my best to put us on there. Uh, ratings, especially on iTunes, five-star ratings help the show immensely but rate us whatever you think is appropriate um you can also find us on twitter at ow overtime and you can reach us by email at owovertime at gmail.com we would greatly encourage you guys to send us anything there comments questions concerns um we would love to read them on the show if you're into that um as for other things we do, we have another show called Press Ada Podcast, where we review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch at Press A to Podcast. Twitch just has underscores, the rest do not. So that's all the time we have for today. So for me, Brandon, and Taylor, we will see you guys next week. like what Brandon says is true, but how can yes. it be? Sorry, we have to sync again and then we'll start the show. So five, Jesus Christ. four, three, two, one, sync. Sync. Awesome, okay.
And now if everyone's ready. Hello and welcome. On you. I'm bad. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Overtime. I'm your host. Uh, uh, now Hello, I can everybody. My 